0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show. It's show number 26. We are on Country 107.7 WDLC, 106.9 WYNY, and Wall Radio on the following stations, 94.1, 94.9, 105.7, 106.1, all on the FM 1340 AM, 101.5 HD2, and Pocono 96.7. Gavin, I've been calling these numbers now. This is show number 26. Is HD, is it like a clearer uh, station? What's happening on the uh, HD2 station that's not happening on the other ones? Yes, you could argue that the audio is clearer on it. So the show sounds better. It does, yes. So how do I get HD radio? You have to get a special HD radio. You could probably buy it at Best Buy or, well, I'd say Circuit City, but Circuit City's been gone for a while. Um, Or maybe Walmart might have one. Or you could search online. Of course, you can get anything online these days. Well, if you could make us sound better on the radio, that's a good thing. I've always been wondering what the heck that is, Gavin. All right. Uh, Before we get to our guest and our show today, I did have a little uh, announcement. I did have a community member reach out to me Uh, this um, Sunday, uh, December 3rd. There is going to be a rally in Port Jervis at the train station. And the focus and the goal of that rally is to bring attention to uh, that the, the station is not handicap accessible. And uh, the world we live in and all the upgrades in different areas, we need that station upgraded, and uh, we want Port Jervis to rally behind that. So the, uh, there is a rally. Uh, all community members are invited. It's 1230 Sunday in Port Jervis at the train station, the Metro North Station uh, in Port Jervis. So if you are interested in joining that, please get involved. Uh, that's happening this Sunday, December 3rd. That being said, normally we start with an opening concept and an opening thought, but today's guest, he mixed it up, Uh, we decided to do a little something different, so I would like to welcome in today's guest, uh, principal of HBE Elementary School, my good
1: friend and Port Jervis, lifelong resident, Jared Kamar. Hey Andrew, it's great to be here at the radio station joining you and Gavin, and, and thanks for having me on today. I'm excited, uh, Mr. Kmar. and you wanted to mix up uh, the opening segment a little
0: bit. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so uh, I've been working on a, a concept. Um, you know, I'm a, a wrestling coach in a, in a former in life and currently uh, with the youth program. Um, and hand fighting is sort of a staple of the sport of wrestling, right? So... As a former athlete, how do you translate the things that you've learned from your athletic past into your, your everyday life? So kind of a program I've been developing for a long time here with my athletes uh, at the high school level and at the college level. Um, you know, it's called Hand Fight Life. So we kind of have an interactive and, and audience members at home can, can participate as we, as we kind of go throughout. But I gave, gave the boss a little homework here today.
0: Well, it's exciting. And
1: uh, yeah, you mixed it up for sure. And I'm excited about it. So um, yeah, let's get started. All right. So uh, I'll just preface with what hand fighting kind of is and what it looks like. Imagine a boxer sparring. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you put that in slow motion, the thousands of moves that you see through that kind of flurry, um, that's, that's kind of like what hand fighting is for wrestling. You just see that real pretty takedown that led to the two-point score, right? Uh, but hand fighting is the preparation for the match, the mental state that you're in um the level changes the positioning you want to attack your opponent so you have to break their defenses so you do that through creating angles and through the the movements and motions from your hand from the hand fighting right um so it's all those little nuances and and you know as as we go through through life things can get complicated for us and and we all want to be at our best and and give our best um and certainly as my, my family grows and my responsibilities grow. They're growing. They are growing. growing.
0: We got number four on the way.
1: Number four. My kids are all uh, home listening, Jack, Adele, and Bo. And uh, we got a baby coming. Uh, my wife, Lori's due in January. So <sighs> we're pretty, pretty excited about that. Number four. Awesome, Mr. Yeah. K. Mark, yeah, congratulations. Man. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so how do, how do you then apply being intentional about the roles that you live in and, and the responsibilities that you have and um, being able to put your best foot forward um, daily in all the things that you do? So the, the concept is, is really hand fight life. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit later at, uh, you know, the junior college at SUNY Sullivan. We, uh, I had a great opportunity to start a program wrestling there. And uh, I found that, you know, I was doing more coaching on life than I was in, in wrestling, you know. Um, With the with the kids that I had there, the men that I had there, and and it was just valuable work and a lot of fun. Um, And they got a lot of value out of these conversations. Um, So so kind of jumping in some of the the staples. you know, when you think about athletics or or you know weightlifting or things that you do, think about the time that you spend warming up. Maybe you go to the gym, you're you're on the treadmill for for 20 minutes, and then you got to stretch and light exercise, and then get into the the heavy stuff, right? Um, but then you think about our day, and and we all have great roles as parents. Um, and, and leaders, and, and certainly you and I, in our roles as principals. Um, and we have to go to work and, and, and be in our best place. But what do we do to prepare for that and, and warm our, ourselves up? Um, so, so, working with a mentor of mine, and we can talk about him a little later, his name's Jim Harshaw, um, help, help introduce me to my friend, our friend, Dr. Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's on our agenda here. Um, so looking looking at the process, uh, there's five things for me. What are your core values? What are your AM and PM routines to set you up for the day, to close out your day and get you ready for tomorrow? What is the content that you're exposing yourself to? Um, and what is a perfect day for you look like? So I gave you a little homework there. Let's, let's start, Andrew, and, and at home you can kind of you can kind of go along with this and, and make it a little interactive, and and you know the program can be applied to to any different area that you're that you're looking at. But we'll we'll take you through it, Andrew. What's a what's a what's a core value for Andrew Morada?
0: So Jared, this is great. You're, you're flipping it around and you're asking the questions. I love it. Uh, but this is a cool thing, and uh, I'm excited to to be part of it. So, you know, core values. Again, the name of the show is Education, Leadership, and Beyond, and. Uh, to be a great leader, I think it's extremely important to have some core values. Uh, so some of the things I, I jotted down, um, uh, trust, uh, family, it's not really a core value, but uh, you know, keeping your family in your forefront, in my opinion, is uh, your integrity, your honesty, and uh, a sense of constant improvement uh, is something that uh, is burning inside of me. I want to be a great principal. I want to be a great dad, husband, radio host, and uh, so those are some of the things that I jotted down.
1: Well, Andrew, I, I can attest to that. I worked with you for a long time uh, at the at the high school, and we developed that relationships as as colleagues and friends. And our families have gotten to know each other over over the years. And, and for the listener, I can I can attest that you you live and embody those five things, and I see you you live that in in your life daily. Um, so having you know part of the program you need to know through your trajectory of your day what are your core values and, and why are you doing what you're doing and, and just like you said for, for family you know being at the forefront sometimes we go out and, and things are hard and our day is tough knowing your why and that your family is at your your forefront that's why we're going out to do what we do isn't it um, so so a.m. and routine a.m. and p.m. routine Andrew what do you do to sort it of in the morning set yourself up for the perfect day and Jared, that's uh, another
0: great question. Um, one of the things, talking about content, I, I've been listening to Tim Ferriss, uh, who's a big uh, lifestyle design and, and the four-hour work week, and uh, he's written a number of books, and uh, uh, he's, he's a pretty sharp guy. So he interviews a lot of people to talk about their routines, a lot of experts in their fields. Um, as you know me, you know me pretty well. I am a, a routine guy, a schedule guy, and uh, certainly a morning guy. So, um, you know, I think it starts at night, getting to bed early. Um, one of the changes I made this year with all that I'm doing with the, the book and the radio uh, is putting the phone away. I, I, I charge my phone downstairs now. I got an old-fashioned alarm clock as well as an electric one, but I uh, I, I, I read. I have books next to my bed. I have a notepad next to my bed. Uh, but I, I want to get away from that screen and get away from the... the 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 scheduling and just all that's on that phone. Um, But my morning, I like to wake up early. I like to give myself an extra half hour or so um, time in the morning. Uh, I am a a stretcher. I like to stretch in the morning, uh, push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, that stuff all right in my room quietly so I don't wake up Mrs. Murata. Um, I, I like to get my breakfast ready. I'm a coffee guy, get the coffee ready. I spend some time with Baxter, my dog, um, and then I'm hustling off to work. I have been trying to find time or make time in the morning to exercise, go down on our elliptical, uh, but 4.30, quarter to five in the morning is, is, is my basement's cold, but I'm, I'm getting there, I'm, I'm getting there. So, uh, and then it's off to work, I, uh, in the car, You're talking about time. Uh, I have been listening to some different podcasts. I've kind of gone away from the sports talk radio. I I grew up listening to Mike and the Mad Dog and uh, a sports talk radio guy kind of, you know, I'm putting on different podcasts and different audio books in the car. I have about a 20, 25-minute commute to work. And then, uh, boom, we're at school. We're there. Quarter to to seven or so, we're, we're there.
1: That's all great stuff andrew and 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 that's really a staple of the program and and I've found kind of through my own personal growth, that was really an area that that I needed to focus on. I have these roles, you know, I'm a father, um, I'm a husband, I'm a son, I'm a principal, I'm a coach, you know, so I always kind of felt like those roles were sort of competing against each other um, competing and, for your time. yeah, and yeah. how could I how could I be at my best to deliver? You know what? 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 You know every one of those people in my life deserve my best when I'm wearing that hat. So how could I be intentional about about um, my time and doing the right thing so that that um, kind of an investment strategy? Pay yourself first. And in that AM routine, you're doing that. You're paying yourself first. You're doing the right things. You're filling your mind with the right content. Um, and, and you're getting yourself prepared so that, you know, you can go give those high school kids and staff your best and, and be in a way when you get home to be at your best for them as well. Um, so I call those life hacks, um, you know, so I, 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 you know, subscribe to that theology of, of you know, needing to, to look at the content. You know, I, I was a you know, radio guy, WDLC, and, there you, go. you know, um, teased Gavin, I've driven by this building a thousand times in my life and <laughs> finally got the, the shot to come in here today. Um, but instead, it's now podcasts and, and audio books, and, and what are you filling your mind with? Um, so, Andrew, how about the, you, you kind of tied in the, the third piece there, content, and, and I just want to make a comment about that. Um, you know, Dale Carnegie and, and one of my favorite books, you um, how to Win Friends and Influence People, he said that you were the average of the five people you spent the most time with, right? Um, so I've come to learn and, and have heard this in other places that especially in today's you know, technology-driven world, you're the average of the things that you most expose yourself to. So one of my life hacks was doing an autopsy of my day and my week. So I got to look at, you know, I wasn't really achieving in some of the areas that I really wanted to. So let's look at my day and where are some of the things that I can cut out to, to be intentional about my time and, and getting better. Um, so I, I found some areas that I could do that and life hack that was certainly one of them the content that I'm exposed myself to, uh, the books you read the podcasts you listen to, um, you know if you if I'm looking in and I'm seeing windows of of Facebook when I get home I know I'm I'm maybe not doing the right thing because that's the time I should be you know focused on my family, um, so I found these little pockets that I could really um, start to make a difference in my day, um, and then the last one there Andrew is is the perfect day. You know, have you ever given thought, and this is to the listener at home, have you ever given thought if, if you know, time and money aside, you could, you could outline what your perfect day looked like to actually sit and write that out and, and what'd you come up with? Uh, so I put that as part of your homework, Andrew. Uh, Principal Morata, what, what, what does your perfect day consist of?
0: Well, my perfect day is going to have to wait just a couple of minutes because we are up against a commercial break. Uh, That's a great question, Mr. Kamar. We will be right back with Jared Kamar, our guest today, on Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. Welcome back, everyone, to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. This is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and we're going to jump right back into it uh, with my friend and principal of HBE. Port Jervis lifelong resident Jared Kamar. He flipped it around on me uh, today. Me and Gavin, uh, he threw us a curveball, but he he's asking some questions about hand fight life and some of the great things he's got going on in his life. Uh, so, Jared, before the break, you had talked about the perfect day. You know, being here in the studio with you, that's perfect. <laughs> um, nah, hey, I mean, we all try to have that each and every day, but you know, you could think about it when you when you when you're on vacation or you're home in the summer. It's that Saturday. It's a beautiful day, certainly where you live with that uh, view of the river. Um, I just jotted down, uh, Jared. I, I I spoke about. Uh, I, I've always gotten up early, even in college. I was always an early guy. Um, so I would certainly like to be up early. I like to hear the the birds in the morning. I like to be outside with the the fresh air. I I like to exercise, uh, and when the weather's nice, I really like to exercise outside. Uh, You and Mr. Lazaro got me into uh, bike riding. I like to ride my bike, Uh, so some sort of exercise in the morning. I, I like to eat something you know, healthy, something that's going to make you feel good afterwards. The days of eating pancakes and bacon with all that stuff on it, all over it, like that would make me sick now. So, <laughs> eating something healthy, uh, certainly spending quality time with my family, um, I've been enjoying writing, um, Jared, and in, in the, in the the radio broadcast. I talked about that a couple episodes ago about the that there's no outside variables uh, here in the radio studio. And when I'm writing, uh, whether it's the blog or whether it's a book, only my ideas are influencing me. Not not oh, there's a fight in the hallway or a kid threw an apple. You know, none of that. Uh, so I'd like to spend some time doing some work, uh, whether it's. Uh, work in the yard, work uh, on a book, work uh, doing something, uh, you know, a couple hours there. Uh, again, have a nice meal with my family. And and then lastly, you know, spend some quality time with my wife. Uh, you mentioned your family. I'm married uh, 17 years. I uh, love my wife and, and, and just, you know, engaging in, in uh, uh, whether it's a walk, whether it's a dinner, whether it's a date, um, you know, one of the the podcast that I listen to is called The Good Dad Project, and uh, he talks about doing something that's going to get your adrenaline going with your spouse. You know, do a 5K, do a, a great event, uh, so something like that. Uh, I, I think would would wrap it all up, man.
1: Yeah, great, great stuff, Andrew. Um, so the the work I've been doing, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to core values real quick. Um, and and when I think about, and I look at my core values and I talked about some of the roles that I live within, right? Um, you know, all the things, all the values that I have, the roles that I play in my life, um, you know, break down into about four categories and the categories are relationships, health, wealth, and self. So the, the program hand fight life is, is really to then look at your core values and how do they fit those relationships and those goals that you have? Um, So I had a look, I'll I'll give you an example. Um, I talked about Sullivan Wrestling. I was at sort of this crossroads where, you know, I'd been the AP at the high school with you now. I was probably my third heading into my fourth year, I guess. Um, And and things were going great up at Sullivan with the coaching and that was sort of a, a, a regret in my young career that I had that I didn't pursue collegiate coaching, right? Um, so the work that I was doing, I was starting to get a little little play from, from some different NCAA schools about wrestling and my athletic director background. And, um, you know, I, I, was, I was considering the career change of, of you know, NCAA athletics and, and coaching and, and working within an athletic department there. Um, and, and, you know, had some kind of decisions to make on that trajectory and, and kind of where to go. Um, and what I found was as I looked at the decisions that I had to make, you know, there was a little bit of ego there and there was a little bit of selfishness on my part um, because, you know, it would have been giving up a, a lot of things for my family and the things that we're creating and building here to go do that. Um, so, so what might have been a decision I was leaning towards really wasn't best for my family and the things I really wanted to do with, with this short time that we have here, right? Um, so, getting the things that I was working on aligned with my goals was step one, and and that really made it clear to me then what that next step should should be and look like. Um, and I can remember where I was sitting doing that act activity, deciding that that you know pursuing a principalship would be my my next kind of kind of step, right? Um, so the program, you know, hand fighting life, tying it back to athletics, the preparation, the hand fighting, the attacks, the level changes, the, the things that you're doing to create an angle and an advantage, right? First things first, you have to have your core values lined up. Um, and then that autopsy, looking at my day, looking at my week and the things I was spending my time on, how did that, uh, align with, with the values that I have? So when you look at your perfect day, that you just described and you look at those core values, they're in perfect alignment. They match right up. Then when you look at the AM and PM action items that you do, they're setting you up to get after that perfect day. And sometimes though we have that plan and and life just happens and, and you know, curveballs get thrown at us, but you're putting yourself in the best preparation mode possible um, to receive those things to stay on course, right? And it's great to put it on paper in front of you like we have it here in the in the studio. Yeah, yeah. so I, I hope the listener at home is is, you know, just kind of piquing your interest and in, in getting you to think about that. What what is your mission? What's your why? What are you intentional about? What are your values? What are the things that you're spending your time on? Take a look at your day and, and do you find three, four hours of T V and, and Facebook yet your your family or that promotion or that, that, you know, trip you're working towards is is your core value, but you're not spending the right time being intentional about about chasing
0: it. you got to put the time in. And Jared, if one of our listeners is interested in this or hopefully more than one, is there stuff online? Where can they find more stuff about Hand Fight Life?
1: Yeah, so they can email me directly at uh, my first initial and last name, so jkmar at gmail.com or uh, reach me on my cell phone, 845-258-0862.
0: He's going cell phone on the program. Only Dr. Dina has been so brave. I hope you don't expect that of me to give out my personal <laughs> phone numbers on the, on the station. <laughs>
1: We're just going to swing by WDLC here again.
0: <laughs> Jared, you want to give that one more time? <laughs> sure,
1: it's 845 258 To
0: hand fight life, I love it, Jared. And let me jump right into uh, one of the questions I wanted to start with, talking about content and improving yourself. You know, you you really got yourself rolling, but you really got me going with Dr. Gilbert as well. Uh, You know, making contact with him. Why don't you, you know, briefly share that story with Dr. Gilbert, and I'm going to give that hotline number again uh, for those that have have listened in, or if it's your first time, 973-743-4690. That is the success line. Uh, success hotline uh, by dr. Rob Gilbert uh, mr. Kamar and ours friend and uh, really mentor and really someone who's opened a, a lot of doors and, and just uh, Doors in our mind and doors in our lives So how, how did how did you get in touch with dr. Gilbert Jared and, and how
1: did you get going with that dr? Gilbert? I hope he's listening and, and shout out to, to doc and and he's just brought great value to my life and um, you know a lot a lot of moving parts there so so paul hartman um a, a- P.J. alum and, and, and mentor of mine and um, guy I grew up with, his brother Eric's our head varsity wrestling coach. Um, Paul, you know, we all stay connected, our, our, us wrestling guys. We head out to the NCAA tournament every year and um, just always so staying connected. So he, he shared with me one time uh, a podcast by Jim Harshaw, um, and, and it had started, it's become a, a podcast of, of overcoming failure, but it started off kind of just for wrestling and um, and Dr. Gilbert has a wrestling background. Uh, Doc's a, a professor at Montclair State, and he was the guest. And you know, he just one story after another. Andrew, that I was just blown away. I remember where I was driving, um, and and you've talked about firewater and trust. And, and I remember that one just just caught me right. Then he tells another story about a, a boy, um, you know, whose neighbor. Um, was retiring from the local supermarket and his brother was a really wealthy guy and um, you know he, he came over for Christmas and the boys helping the guy wash his new car right So he, where did you get this car oh, you my, know my brother gave it to me he's what he said yeah he came over to pick me up and this souped-up car and he's really successful and we were driving around and he went to take me home and we ended up at his house and he was he was getting out I said what are you doing He said, no bro this is this is your car happy retirement right and um, so the kids like looking in amazement like what he gave you this car and yeah he gave me this car so the boy says boy i wish i had and as the listener you're filling in the blank boy i wish i had and if you're like me you said i wish i had a brother like that right and but the boy says he doesn't say i wish i had he says boy i wish i could be a brother like that to my little brother Right. So I heard that. And I was just like, wow, I, I got to get in touch with. Now, right? it, yeah. Yeah. So and one story after another was just better than the next. Um, and they were all applicable to me in a, in a way. So at the end, he leaves his number on on the radio, on the podcast. And he says, if you're a wrestling coach and you need a story, here's my number. Call me. So um, I had just gotten hired as the new principal at HPE. And the <laughs> next day I was uh, going up to join their staff for um, they were having a staff meeting and I, I was just introducing myself. Right. Uh, so I called him. you know, Doc, you don't know me, but I need a story. And uh, literally within a half hour, he called me back and we talked and he gave me this great story that I, I was able to sort of build my introduction around. And it was just a home run and uh, say, oh, a new principal. Where's that at? I said, oh, Port Jervis, New York. Port Jervis. Do you know Mark Fowler? So for for our listeners out there, I, I know a lot of people know the Fowler family, and Mark was a legendary wrestling coach here. Mark graduated high school, Andrew, in three years at Port Jervis and then graduated Harvard in three years. And then came back and created that 70s dynasty of wrestling here with the Bannocks and and um, just really did some great, great things. So Doc had a neat story about how he had met Mark Fowler uh, back in his old college wrestling days. Hitchhiking, right? Hitchhiking. Hitchhiking. And, and uh, someone from Mark's family picked him up, was going to watch Mark wrestle. <laughs> uh, and, and Doc was coming actually home from a wrestling match. Um, so he said, you're from Port Jervis. You ever need anything, you, you call on me. And so then he goes, so what are you doing tomorrow night? Um... And he had tickets to see the legendary Dan Gable, Adam Lou Bannock's Iowa wrestling coach. Uh, speak at it's called wrestlers in business an event that was happening uh, through the princeton wrestling program uh, And he had an extra ticket and ask if I wanted to go so yeah, I'm going uh, so I got some face time with dr. Gilbert and I was his guest down there and um, Got to go meet coach gable again and, and listen to him speak and and I just remember coming back to the school on fire and um, you know you think about all the great things that have happened in, in each of our lives kind of since then right Um, has really just sort of turned the way we look at some things in a different way.
0: That's an amazing story, but you were, again, bettering yourself by listening to that podcast Uh, and that was a great story and he is a good friend uh, uh, to us. So, Jared, you became a principal then uh, shortly after that. You're up at HPE. Um, what's the biggest difference that you notice, mister Kmart, in being you were an assistant principal and then the principal? And, it you know, I, I felt like the proud papa, like, you you know, boom, you up and left home and there, there you go. And you've been running that building now for a few years. How,
1: how is it? Andrew, it's it's incredible. Um, I love HPE. Uh, my third graders, I, I hope, might be tuning in. I have a folder. Um, that I walk around with put put your goals out there to the world to see and, and we want to create the best school in New York State And I have that written on a folder and I get to walk around every day with it And when they see me, and I don't have it they hold me accountable, you know coach or mr Kmart, where's your where's your folder, you know? Uh, and, and I keep a lot of things in there that remind me of the work that we're doing to keep laser focused on that vision as we go Go throughout the day being intentional, right? Um, but in terms of, of differences I um, you know, I think a lot of uh, high school teaching, we're looking at the content, right? Um, and, and where with the elementary school, we're developing the learner rather than teaching the course and the information. We're teaching them how to become learners to receive that later in yeah. their education. Those little kids. Yeah. yeah. Everybody should get to visit kindergarten once a day. And we're, like, <laughs> we're like rock stars in there. They're so great. Jared, we have so much to talk about.
0: We do have to take another quick break. We'll be right back uh, with Jared Kamar here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. Welcome back, everyone, to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. We are rocking here on show number 26 with my good friend Jared Kamar. He is a bundle of energy. He's doing a great job on the program. Jared, let's talk a little bit about yourself, you talked so much to open the show about the hand fight life and, and improving yourself. You know your leadership style, uh, Mister Kmar, What do, What do you think are the most important qualities of a leader?
1: So you know, first and foremost, I think I think we need to be great communicators. Um, and, and I know you have some things from from Dr. Gilbert here that we might work in. Um, you know, and he talks about to be a great communicator, listen. Right? And it's sort of counterintuitive, um, looking at, at leadership in my day, uh, I always felt like if there were more minutes, I needed to do more work. Um, and as I grow, I realized that that, that pause and, and getting yourself in alignment is going to better prepare you to be more productive later, right? Um, so to communicate, you know, be a good listener. Um, I'm a coach at heart and and I try to take that approach into everything I do. Um, and and I hope that imprint is, is visible to my staff and my, in my leadership. Um, but to be also a great coach, you need to be coachable. Um, you know, you need to have a vision. Uh, and, and I I think there's kind of three, you look at all the leadership stuff that that's out there and I sort of in my brain categorize it into three ways. Um, and, and you can, you can lead from out in front. You could lead from behind or you could lead while next to people. Um, And and I think the the caveat is then deciding which one to play at the the right time. Um, And and the work that we're doing right now, we can talk about it in a bit with Teachers College and our our new writing curriculum. Um, You know, our building is on fire right now. Our our staff is just getting after it. And and it's about research and inquiry and and, um, getting better in everything we do. And that work I'm able to do with them and, and walk beside them. Um, you know. So there's not that top-down thing happening. And, and um, you know, I, I hope that my staff would agree, but there's also the times that you have to make, make a call and, and lead from the front um, and, and get out there and model and do and, and participate and be the example. Um, and and then there's other times you want to be in the background. Um, sometimes you're, you're pulling strings or steering a little bit, but, uh, it's knowing which one of those to play at the right time.
0: And Jared, you talked about when you first got there, Dr. Gilbert, you helped you with a great story, but how did you establish yourself? You know, how did you gain the trust of the staff and how did you, you know, establish yourself with them, uh, with, with the staff?
1: Yeah, so I, I think, Andrew, the key for me with, with any position I've ever been in, uh, it, it's about the relationships, uh, being intentional about spending that time with your staff, um, growing their leadership capacity, working with them, um, uh, again, being out in front and, and, and uh, being visible. Um, I learned from our friend across the river, Dr. John Bell, um, back when I was the athletic director and, and he'd hired me for that position. Um, Coming into that interview with with you and and Mr. Bon Jovi was the principal at the time, um, having a vision for what the program would look like um, and and some of that work that that we were able to do kind of has led to other things for me. Right. Um, So coming into the school with a vision, but being able to adjust that as as we go and incorporate their values into that also, Um, you know, sharing that vision and and having a plan. you know, management versus leadership. You know, are you are you steering the boat or are you charting the course? Um and, and and I hope that I'm able to do both. Uh there's a clear vision. We are charting the course, but we're not just steering the boat around the obstacles and circles. We know where we're heading to. I like that uh reference there. That's good. I might take it and use it as your own. I like it. Uh
0: Mr. Kmart talking about a vision, you know, you had a, a clean slate. You Dove in that pool with Sullivan County Community College. And never had a wrestling program, and you started that program from from scratch. Tell us about that experience, uh, and what were some of the you know the great things about it, and some of the hurdles that you that you had to, to cross in, in making that uh, from 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 scratch.
1: Yeah, Andrew, you know I can uh, I can talk wrestling all day, right? Loves wrestling. Uh, it what an op- op- awesome opportunity for me and and. Uh, when, when their athletic director, Chris DeBewitt, had reached out about starting the program, um, you know, they were kind of being pushed by a national organization, Beat the Streets, uh, who had their summer camps there, and they kind of provided the funding and the resources to do it. And it was the last week of July, and, and move-in day was two weeks from then. Uh, so I had 15 days to build a program, um, you know, before the start of the semester. And... and you know so again by having a vision and a plan and, and we were able to get to quick work and, and built something that I was really proud of um, some of the neat things that we got to do there's you know about 45 division one two II, and three wrestling schools in the Northeast here and we got in front of about 37 of them um, knowing that those were the places my kids were trying to get to Um you know, one of the events we, we got into were the only junior college ever to wrestle at the Madison at Madison Square Garden, uh, a marquee event for the NCA. The Grapple at the Garden. Uh, we were kind of like an undercard match on there, but but we were there. And, and I remember um, Cornell was wrestling next to me on on one mat, and West Point and Duke were wrestling across from me on the other uh, so just an awesome opportunity to be there I had my son down Matt side with me Jack was probably three or four at the time they did all the traveling with me um, so it was just really fun a, a, a great time got to got to you know go through it throughout the country and um, you know really just grow who I was as a coach um, and, and kind of the neat thing about that now is is being able to use those skills and things I learned here in our community um, working with our youth program. So, just a a really fun time for me.
0: Yeah, it was a great experience, and uh, I remember those pictures, and it was a great thing, uh, even though it was through Sullivan County, uh, you know, it it was a great thing for Port Jervis, and we still have kids going there today. We have a graduate, uh, Jose Cintron, uh, wrestling there. One of our teachers went up and saw him, uh, but he's at that program probably because of you, and that's a, a, a great thing. Jared, you talked, uh, mentioned about the community here in Port Jervis, a place uh, we both uh, have been here and, and, and grown to love. Um, I see a resurgence in the town, Mr. Kamar, the, 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 the buildings that they're doing, the events they're having. you know what are your feelings about some of the things that are happening in town? You grew up here, you've seen a lot of things change. Uh, what are some of your uh, your thoughts about what's going on in town now and uh, some of the good things that are happening?
1: yeah Andrew, great great points there and and i wouldn't trade my my upbringing here in port jervis for anything um love our community and and just such great great memories of of that time and um you know the gratitude for for my family and mom and dad and and things that they were able to do for us here um and and i just think of all the great mentors that i've had in my life um you know through my schooling here and living in the community and 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 through athletics i'm thinking of guys like kevin birmingham and dave simmons and john bell and uh gary spears and and frank bell um you know gary LaPriori, their their imprint of the things that they they did for us as kids um you know exists in my life and in and the things that i'm able to do every day so um just a really really neat time to to grow up here um and, and seeing the things that are happening um, and, and the investment of the folks from our community and within our schools, I just, you know, have the feeling and the hope that we're we're poised for that explosion. You know, just some great things happening and um, a lot of people working really hard. Um, and, and we see that through our schools, Andrew, don't we? We, we our, our staff is second to none in, in, the, in the work ethic that they bring and, and the work that they're putting in. And our families in the community uh,
0: support the school. I remember one of the first things working with you as a assistant principal. Certainly, I knew what I had in front of me in the in the man that I was working with, seeing the way you worked, but it. I I never really knew all the connections. I mean, you knew everyone who walked through the door, and especially if they were mad at me, it was like I oh, don't worry, Andrew. That's my second cousin. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and and it's, it's a
1: true just, story. It's a true
0: <laughs> many times over. But your connections <laughs> to the community, uh, you know, the roots run deep here in Port Jervis, and uh, uh, so many people that support the school. But I, I was amazed at your connections. Uh, to do that, and now you're in this leadership role, you're going to do so many great things. Um, Jared, before we get on to teachers' uh, college and some of the things you're doing with your teachers, you know you you've talked so fondly of them. Uh, one more question before we go to a break. you know your role as principal, you have to do a lot of things, uh, one of them is to really identify great teaching. you know in your opinion, Mr. Kmar, you taught social studies, you were a coach what 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 are you looking for in great teaching what are some of the things that stand out to you that you want to see in a classroom
1: yeah so andrew we can all you know think about that impactful teacher um, and, and the you characteristics. Just mentioned, you mentioned a bunch of them right Yeah, there. for sure. Yeah. I, I, you know, Mr. Birmingham, I, I was fortunate enough as a young teacher to have first period off every day with him. Um, and, and I always reflected the book uh, Tuesdays with Maury. I had mornings with, with Kevin. Uh, and, and Mr. B taught me so many things about teaching and, and, and life in general. Um, you know, but we, we all know what those characteristics look like. Um, A a quote that jumps out to me to sort of summarize it, and and it's the old uh, teach someone to fish quote. Um, You know, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Uh, But if you teach him to fish, you can feed him for a lifetime, right? But the next layer to that is if you teach him how to teach others to fish, you could feed the world. Um, and, and that, to me, is great teaching, and, and we're seeing that in our classrooms where, you know, our teachers are, are delivering instruction with the sophistication where they're teaching our kids how to teach each other. Um, and, and we know through the research and the pedagogy that that's where real learning takes place, when you're able to teach uh, somebody else to do something. Um and and the best classrooms we're in, and and stuff we're working on with Teachers College. There's three teachers in the room, and that's the the teacher, the students, and the walls. Um, you know, so what what elements are on the walls that are helping the kids learn? How are the kids helping each other learn, and, and how's the teacher facilitating that? Um, and, and that's when that's happening, and, and it's going great. That's where the magic happens.
0: Awesome. Mr. Kamar, before we go to break, one of the sections uh, uh, our listeners like best is the rapid fire. I'm going to hold off on the professional development because I know we're going to touch on that in the last segment. Uh, but rapid fire questions, we did this in our interviews, and now we've taken it here to uh, education, leadership, and beyond.
1: So, last book you read. So, I know you want rapid fire, Andrew. I read like five, six, seven books at a time, and, and, and I don't get through one. I, I do them all. So, currently in the last you know, few weeks here, The 21 Laws of Leadership, uh, The Alchemist, The Obstacle is the Way, and, and reading a book about Marcus Aurelius. The principle surviving and thriving. I that, did read that, is that, is <laughs> the that. principle of surviving and thriving. Absolutely great, great stories, Andrew. And 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 you know I, I'm hoping to close with some gratitude here. And I'm grateful that you've had me on here. And I'm proud of the work you're doing here and and the book and and all these great things. So. You
0: you were a lot of, part of that in there, man. A lot of the things uh, in there. All right, last movie you
1: saw? Oh man, the Smurfs with my man Bo, my two year old. Sorry, I don't get to see much TV or or. Uh, or uh, be into the movies. Number one thing you look for in hiring people. Value added.
0: Best activity you've seen in the classroom.
1: When teachers are able to get to that point where the kids are doing the teaching. Biggest pet peeve of yours in the professional setting. My biggest pet peeve is is sort of with myself Um, You know you think of all the things that we do and that we're trying to be intentional about sometimes it's easy to excuse away Getting something done you want to get done or know that should be done Like I don't have the time for it or now's not the right time or I don't have the resource or or whatever it is You know quit the excuses and and make it happen short-term goal of yours Mine is it's called a Sidcha. And that's a self-imposed daily challenge. It's like Dr. Gilbert's 38-day um, between Thanksgiving and New Year's. Um, that is from uh, another podcast I listen to, and, and it's a physical activity every day. So twenty minutes of physical activity every day from now to New Year's. You are
0: killing it, Mister Kamar. We will be right back, everyone, with my man Jared Kamar here on Education Leadership and Beyond: Surviving and Thriving. Welcome back, everyone, to Education Leadership and Beyond: Surviving and Thriving. We are on WDLC WYNY Wall Radio and. Pocono 96.7. My name is Andrew Morata. I am the host here, and we've had a fabulous show with my friend Jared Kamar. As usual, he killed it. He is at his best when the bright lights are on. Uh, Jared, I really appreciate you being on. Um, you know, to open the show, we flipped it around a little bit and we talked about something that Jared's been working on hand fight life. Uh, And you can email Jared or or give him a ring. He even gave out his cell phone number, jkmar, K-A-H-M-A-R at gmail.com. But what a great concept. But, Jared, I know you wanted to talk about your staff uh, here. Normally, this is a write-in portion. We're going to skip that this week because you've been so passionate about your school and your kids. Uh, But you're doing some great things uh, in the classrooms with some of the professional development with your staff. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, Andrew, I, I, I'm a big proponent of professional development and personal development and, and, you know, just thinking about kind of brainstorming some of the things that we've been able to do just in the last couple months. And I'll just talk through some of them. But I really want to share with the with the listener, you know, K8 is is an initiative we've been subscribing to this year and we're going to continue to grow it. Um, that's kindergarten through eighth grade um, is a is a, a core writing curriculum. Um you know, so, so you follow the, the state, you know, guidelines for, for curriculum, but you sort of have the autonomy as the teacher to, to, to figure out how you're going to deliver that. Um, and, and we started to see some gaps in the instruction depending on on how that was being delivered. Um, so a writing program would be able to help us improve our, our ELA scores and, and writing being the foundation of everything we do in education Um I felt like coming in with our vision that that would be kind of where I was laying my cards down on improving literacy um, within our school. Um, So that brought us to Teachers College. Uh, Lucy Calkins is the director of the Teachers College Reading and Writing Project, um, an internationally renowned as as one of the best in the world um, for their work in writing, Um, and we rolled that out last winter. And we were able to host an institute in June. Our 75 of our educators, K through eight, on their first week of summer vacation came in and and spent a week with the presenters from Columbia University, came out to HBE, um, right here in in, in the Port Jervis district, um, and got us up and running on the program. Um, And and we are already seeing just great results from the kids' work, uh, the evidence of what we're teaching in their product. Um, And and we're really excited. We just achieved um, project school status with Teachers College, where basically they're committing to helping you grow your school. Um, So they came out yesterday talking about PD. Um, we had our first training session where the experts, so they've written the programs. Lucy Calkins helped ri- write the Common Core. Uh, Judy Chin is our, our lady there that kind of helped set all this up. She's one of the, the regents from the New York State regents. Um, so they're cutting edge on all the next generation standards that are coming out, and they're embedding it into the program. Um so their providers were here yesterday working with our teachers, so they spent 45 minutes with each grade level talking about the lesson, then they get in there and they model it for them, and then they break it down afterwards. Um, so just a really, really powerful teaching us how to deliver that instruction. Um, so we're really excited about how that's going to move us as a, as a district.
0: Yeah, it sounds very powerful to, to develop that skill so such early on,
1: uh, you know, teaching our teachers to be experts. That's great. Yeah. It, it really, the, the work, you know, talking about statistics, um, you know, and kids' writing, if, and, and then kids' language, their academic language. So, so we're doing all these things with our, our learning community that we're creating, um, looking at best practices, getting our teachers in front of each other, because um, you, you've had on our friend Dr. Dina, and we get to do these learning walks with her. Uh, and just see these great practices happening room to room and I'm like on fire trying to share that with the with our teachers I saw you know this one doing that uh, you know Michelle Thiel was in there And and her kids in first grade are teaching each other their goals and reviewing and just incredible stuff and I could go through room by room um, I'm learning it. I want them to see it from each other. Yeah, um, you know the, the diamonds are there, right? That's right. Um, so so get them in front of each other and, and seeing it and that's kind of been some of the work that we're doing <laughs>
0: Jared, we are definitely going to have to have you back on. You were killing it today. Uh, 48 minutes is not enough for Jared Kamar. So I did want to thank you for coming on, Mr. Kamar. Unfortunately, we are out of time. But when baby number four arrives, maybe uh, Mrs. Kamar, will let you out for a little bit. We'll have you back on in the spring.
1: Sounds good. I'd love to be back, Andrew, and and thank you again for for having me on here today.
0: Uh, it's been great. We're gonna
1: uh, today's quote is
0: gonna be dedicated to you. And we learned this story from Dr. Gilbert. Turn your biggest weakness into your biggest strength, and uh, that's a story we learned uh, from Dr. Gilbert. Uh, there was a story of a young wrestler uh, started out wrestling and and the. And the guy would only teach him one move. His teacher would only teach him one move. Uh, and the boy kept doing it, kept doing it, became an expert at that one move. The lateral drop. There you go. And uh, um, he goes to a tournament and, and he kills it. And, and the boy and his family asked the master afterwards, hey, how did I, well, only the one move? He said, well... And what's the wrestling technique about it? What's the, the, the punchline was? Well, the only, the only way to break that move is for him to grab your other arm,
1: and the kid didn't have another arm. Yeah, so he, yeah. Thought, he thought they were taking it easy on him, mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 they were actually trying to rip his head off because they, they didn't want to lose to the kid with one arm, but they had no way of stopping what he had become expert at through his weakness.
0: And he thought with his one arm was a weakness. He turned into his biggest strength. So that quote, uh, is dedicated again, to Jared K. Moore and Dr. Gilbert, one of his many stories he shared with us. We're out of time. Next week's guest is Coach Dan Spanauer and also the author and creator of the Coaching and Leadership Journal out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. uh, Heads basketball coach at West Stokes High School, Dan Spanauer. Next week on Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. Signing off show number 26 with my guest, Jared Kamar. Go out and change the world for the better. Have a great weekend, everyone.